Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I am the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. As always, I just want to remind you to subscribe, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of the major podcasting platforms. And it also helps us reach reach a larger audience if you like and share these uh, episodes with any of your friends. So please feel free to do that. We would much appreciate that. Um, your help in growing the audience of this would be wonderful. So today we are starting a little bit of a new series um, that kind of mirrors the the series that we're doing for our sermon series at the end of the summer. Right now we're doing a sermon series at Faith Covenant called Healing Home, and we're just going to be covering a variety of different kinds of healing. And so each of these episodes is basically going to be a bit of expansion of some of the ideas that we talk about in the sermons. So this past Sunday, two days ago, a couple days ago when I recorded this, um, I had the opportunity to preach and give a sermon called What is Healing? And if you missed it, there is a link to it in the uh, episode description down below. Um, but I got to talk about what healing is and what healing isn't. And so I'd just like to expand on a couple of the ideas for you today and also share some of the questions that we got during our Q&A session. Um, we didn't have time to get to every single one of your questions, so I'm going to get to the rest of them now. So um, thank you for joining us. And uh, if you have more questions, please let me know. My email address is in the episode description as well. So just to kind of give a quick rundown of what my sermon was, I kind of broke up the sermon into kind of two portions where I talked about what healing is not and what healing is. Because sometimes there's a lot about a lot of misconceptions about what healing is and what it is not. So first with the healing is not piece, I talked about how healing is not a measurement of faith. So if you do not Uh, receive healing that you are praying for and hoping to God for, that doesn't mean that your faith isn't enough. And we looked at that in the context of 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 10, where Paul talks about a thorn in the flesh, which we don't know what it is, but he has a thorn in the flesh that he wanted healed, and God ends up not healing that. And so Paul accepts that and says, God has a greater purpose for me in having this thorn in the flesh. Then we talked about how healing is not always what we expect. I uh, looked at that using the story of Lazarus in John 11 and how just the healing that Lazarus received was not on a timeline that people expected and it just did not look the way that people expected. And that led us to realize that healing is not only about us and that healing is also more or is really more about God than it is about us, even though we're the ones receiving the healing. Healing is more about the healer than the person healed. So with that, we then moved into how healing is an authentication of God's prophets, leaders, and words. In other words, healing helps show who is a legitimate servant of God and um, who can be trusted with God's words and stuff. Um, the example of, we looked at that is uh, a story in 1 Kings 17 where Elijah healed a young boy who was either dead or near death. We then talked about how healing is also a sign of what's coming. And so we know that um, in the end, when Jesus returns and restores all creation, 
all pain will be healed. It talks about that in Revelation 21. Um, but all pain will be healed. And so the healing that we receive in this life is kind of a signal, a pointer towards that healing that will come at the end of uh the end of all time, essentially. Um, and so we looked at that looking at Jeremiah 30, verses 12 through 17. And then we also talked about healing as simply an invitation for us as disciples of Christ to participate in what God is doing in the world. God calls us to be agents of change and agents of healing. That healing can look like a whole lot of things, whether it's um, helping people physically heal with, you know, helping people with illnesses, um, I think of doctors that are doing wonderful work in hospitals and clinics and such. Um, sometimes we have opportunities to help heal relationships or broken systems that we have in government or our communities and so on. So that's kind of a snapshot of what we talked about on Sunday. I also want to add that, um, and here's kind of the part where we start expanding on some of the ideas, that this is not a limit of what of things that healing is not and a thing that of healing that of a, what healing is. There are certainly more things that uh, could have gone into that. Um, but that was just kind of a little bit of what caught my attention as I was digging into scripture in preparation for the sermon. So, so much to talk about with healing. And so we're excited here to unpack that over the next six weeks. And uh, we're going to have multiple opportunities for Q&A during our sermons. So please feel free to bring those questions if you haven't already. We're going to have more opportunity to do that. So with that, I do want to go into a couple of questions that uh, we didn't have time to answer during our question and answer time on Sunday. So the first of those questions is this, what should be or what would be a first step in helping someone who needs emotional healing but is not a Christian? And that's a wonderful example. And um, my first kind of immediate response is kind of the same as what I would answer for someone who is a Christian and is in need of emotional helping. And that is to, um, I'm a big believer that uh, people like therapists and counselors are amazing resources that are vastly underutilized in our society. Um, I have been helped immensely by a therapist. Um, I still see a therapist occasionally when I need to, um, but there are seasons in my life where I was visiting a therapist every single week for many months, and that was one of the best things ever for me. Sometimes there's a lot of stigma that is associated with going to see someone to help you with your mental or emotional health, and I think that's a stigma that we as Christians need to combat. I think there's also sometimes a sentiment in Christianity that um, for things related to mental health, you just need to find the joy of the Lord or pray these problems away and so on. And certainly prayer is a very important piece of these things. Um, but sometimes getting another person into the situation who has a third party perspective is one of the most healthy and healing things possible. A uh, third party, like a counselor or a therapist, can really help you to kind of step back from your problems and take a look at the wider picture and ask insightful questions that help you get to the root 
of what is causing the emotional harm. Sometimes when you're in the throes of that emotional pain, um, you don't necessarily understand what it's coming from. That's where that therapist or counselor can be very helpful because they can help you look at the whole picture and say, okay, your emotions are stemming to this thing, but really there's this deeper thing that's underlying all that um, that needs to be addressed. And once you can start addressing that, that's when healing starts to take place. And that's just one way of, of looking at that. So that's one thing I would say as a first step in helping someone who needs emotional healing but is not a Christian. Um, just encourage them to find a counselor or therapist, whether that counselor or therapist is a Christian or not. Um, a lot of counselors and therapists will have a lot of the same tools in their toolbox to help people just kind of do that self-investigation to find out what's really at the, uh, at the base of what these problems are. Additional things I would maybe suggest as a first step, um, even if a person's not a Christian, of course, you can be praying for them. Um, and if it's appropriate, you can certainly let them know, hey, I know you're going through these challenges and I'm praying for you. Another vital step is just to be there and listen to the person. Um, sometimes people just want to be heard. They want to be listened to. And even if you may not have all the tools to help them with what that problem is, just being a person that sits and listens can make a huge difference in a person's life. And that's true of anyone, regardless of whether or not they're a Christian. Um, listening is always a really valuable first step in just being there for a person. Sometimes they're not looking for anybody to solve the problem or to provide a solution. They just need to be heard. Um, so certainly do that. And I think it can also often be appropriate to ask, um, what do you need from me? Do you just need to, do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen? That can help you to understand what your role is in that situation. So those were a lot of first steps that I suggested, um, but any one of those would be a possible direction to take. Another question that I uh, received was this, what should we say or not say to someone who is struggling with healing? So there's some ambiguity into that, in that question of, um, you know, what, in what that situation could be. I think one thing we want to make sure we, one thing we don't ever want to say is that if you pray enough, you will be healed. That's not a promise that we are given. Healing is not a promise that's given to us until after Christ returns. So we should not be making promises on behalf of God for our time here on earth about if a person will be healed or not. So it can be very damaging to say things like, oh, if you just pray about it, you will be healed. Or if you have enough faith, you will be healed. Those aren't scriptural promises to us. There are certainly stories in scripture of people who did pray and did receive healing or who Jesus said had faith and so they received healing. But those things are stories of things that happened they're not necessarily promises that we can normalize to all situations. 
So that's something that we should never say to someone who is struggling with healing, whether it's um, an emotional condition, a relational issue, a physical disease or injury. Um, we really should not make, we really need to be careful about how we talk about healing and who receives healing and in what circumstances. It's, it can be very harmful to perpetuate um, wrong standards of healing. Um, one thing that I've been learning recently too, um, I've been listening to a podcast called The Two Cities. It's an excellent podcast. It's a um, it's a much more scholarly podcast, um, but it's a series of scholars um, that delve into a variety of issues. And right now I'm listening to a series on disability and an episode that I listened to, I think yesterday, um, came from a perspective of a person with a disability who, um, I think she, her, she wrote a book called My Body Is Not a Prayer Request. And the way that she was uh, sharing some of the stories from her experience um, just indicated that there are people who say that um, she's a problem that needs to be fixed. Um, so we need to be careful about that in discussions of healing, whether it's someone who um, has a disability or someone who has an injury or illness or mental health or emotional issue. Um, we have to make sure that we're not treating them as a problem to be fixed. With that said, um, kind of going back to the flip side of the question of what should we say to someone who is struggling with healing, um, you know, certainly I think the more... I wouldn't say it's not important to say that healing is possible. Healing is always possible. And, you know, absolutely, it's something that we can go to God in prayer for. I think perhaps a more important thing to say, however, to a person is, whatever happens, I will be with you on that journey. So whatever happens, I am going to be with you as you're going through this journey. Whether you receive this healing or not, I commit to being with you. And also certainly you can talk about how God is always with us. Whether or not healing happens in the way that we expect, um, God is with us in all circumstances. Sometimes too, it may be, there are times where it may be helpful to point out ways of healing that have happened that a person has maybe not thought of. That can also have a, an, another side to it, though, of saying, you know, just looking for the silver lining when things are really challenging. If someone is asking to hear, okay, is there a silver lining to this? Then by all means, share it. But sometimes a person could feel like, oh, you seeing the silver lining in my circumstance is negating the pain that I'm experiencing. Sometimes people just need someone to sit with them in their grief and in their pain. That's a very valuable thing to do. That's not something we do a lot in our society. We try to fix problems, but that's something that we need to be able and willing to do, to just sit with someone in their pain and in their grief. So that's, yeah, that was kind of a very rambly answer to that question. So next question, um, how should we going? How should we go about praying if it's not something that's 
promised to us? And that's a really interesting question, and I've really struggled with that myself, of how do I pray for something that I want that has never been promised to me? Um, so, for example, in my life, I have really terrible hearing loss. Um, we don't know exactly what the cause of it is. I should have hearing aids for both ears, but they're just really expensive, so I've not spent the money on that. But I've often prayed for healing, and that just hasn't happened. And I also know that God never promised me that I would get this kind of healing. So... I don't really have a great answer for that. Um, I, I do go back to what I said previously of, I don't think we should make promises on behalf of God if it's not a promise that God has made. So since God has not personally promised me that my healing would be healed during my time on this earth, um, I sometimes struggle with whether or not I should pray for that. And if somebody came up to me and said that that was a promise from God to me, that my hearing would be healed, I think over time I would get frustrated because A, that hasn't happened yet, but B, where did God promise that? Where is that in scripture? So it, it's tricky because, you know, God absolutely tells us to pray for good things, to pray for healing, to ask for what we want in God's name. And healing is a wonderful thing to ask for, and God is the healer. Um, but we have to do so with a high level of trust that God's outcome is the preferred outcome. So yes, we need to pray for healing, and, and we need to faithfully do that, and even do that with belief that God can do that. But then we also have to, in the other hand, hold a lot of trust in God to say, Okay, God, even if this does not work out the way that I'm hoping for and praying for, I trust in whatever you decide to do in this circumstance. So for me, even though I'm praying for regeneration of my hearing so that I can hear better, I need to trust that God would have a reason for potentially not doing that. I need to trust that God has a reason for not having done that yet in my life. Very easy thing to say, not always an easy thing to do by any means. So then the last question is actually a question that I submitted um, because it's a question that I'm wrestling with. Um, and it's also a question that I just kind of wanted to throw out to people for us to think about and to dialogue about. Um, is there a point where you stop praying for healing and pray for acceptance or endurance and strength. So to continue the example of um, my own prayers for my hearing, is there a point where God would rather have me just accept that, okay, this is the way my hearing is, and now I'm going to pray for the strength to deal with that and the wisdom to deal with that and um, just accepting that? Um, so is... So the question, is there a point where you stop praying for healing? And my answer to that is, A, I don't know. And partially, B, there may be a point where God calls us to accept a circumstance instead of pray for healing in that circumstance. 
I think that will be individual to every person and every situation. And that's something that can only be discerned in prayer, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, and potentially also in conjunction with the wise counsel of other people around you that know your situation. So is there a point where you may stop for praying for healing and instead pray for acceptance or strength to get through something? Um, In a lot of circumstances, yes, there may be that point. There's no magic formula for what that point is. And again, that's something that you can discern with God um, in, in whatever way you need to discern that. So yeah, none of these questions are easy. Um, and that's something that we'll continue delving into in the rest of this series. Um, healing is not an easy thing to talk about because sometimes it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in the way that we want or in the timeline that we want. Um, and it's an easy thing to say, but it's a hard thing to do to just say, we have to trust in God and just trust that God has an a outcome that is better for us than we understand. Easily said, not easily processed. So to kind of close off our discussion today, um, I just want to share um, the lyrics of a song that I really that kind of delves into some of this that I find really powerful. Um, And I'm also putting a link to the song on YouTube in the episode description. And I encourage you to listen to it. It's a really beautiful song. It's called Questions. And it's by an artist named Tori Kelly. She's a wonderful, phenomenal singer. Um, And I actually shared this song this morning with our in our staff meeting because I just thought it was a really beautiful extension of some of these kinds of conundrums that we have about healing and what do we do with some of these ambiguities. So I'm just going to read the lyrics of this and that'll be kind of what we close off this episode with. So here's the song Questions, and I'm not going to sing it because none of us want that. Uh, but the song is called Questions by Tori Kelly. I heard that there are seasons to laugh and to cry. I struggle with the season where you lived and you died. It's hard to play this game because the rules, they don't seem fair. If you care, God, if you're still there. Bombs falling in Syria, a child dying of AIDS. Fighting round the world, a daddy lost his girl. Still, we kneeled and prayed. But heaven can feel silent and the floor beneath gets cold when your soul refuses to let go. But wait, tell me, am I too late? What happens when the healing never comes? Do we stand and curse the heavens or lift our hands and feel the sun? The mystery's not clear. Just once, your voice I'd love to hear. What happens? when the healing never comes. I know we love the seasons like summer and the spring, but I've been stuck in winter since the fall of misery. One day I'm full of anger and the next I'm full of fear. Every year there's a new supply of tears. But wait, tell me, am I too late? Is there a chance for me to believe we would dance together soon? If there's a billion galaxies, I'll count each one till I'm with you. They say where you are is better, but I want you here with me. Oh, this is for a purpose. 
but hurt won't let me see. So now I must be silent. Your voice is in the winds. The hands that made the heavens will heal the storm within. I have so many questions, I don't know where to begin. Since you were there at the beginning, you already know the end. What happens when the healing never comes? Do we stand and curse the heavens or lift our hands and feel the sun? The mystery's not clear, just once your voice I'd love to hear. What happens when the healing never comes? I hope you appreciate those lyrics. I know I do. It's a very powerful song. Again, I encourage you to listen to it. But thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to watch or to listen to this. And I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day.